Return to Camp Blood, episode 55, Community Spotlight with Ryan Matthew. This episode is brought to you by Escape Theory Studios. Jesus Christ, Jason's alive. He killed my friend, now he's coming to me. He's got a death curse. Jason's a legend. I'm Mrs. Ward, an old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs to hell. You're doing if you stay here. Never come back again. Welcome to another episode of Return to Camp Blood. I'm your host, Eric, joined by my fellow counselor, Nathan. What's up, guys? All right, it's just me and Nathan soloing tonight, and it's my first time uh, actually hosting the show. Uh, tonight we have Ryan Matthew on the on the line. Um, how are you doing tonight, Ryan? Hey, man, how's it going? Doing doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being on. Uh, we we love uh, all the mask makers and prop makers in the community, and uh, well, we'll just get right into it. What drew you to the Friday Thirteenth franchise? I think it started early on. I remember as a kid growing up, uh, I looked forward to going to video stores back when video stores were still around. And the first thing I did was I went straight to the horror movie section. And for me, just checking out all the VHS box cover, the box cover art, um, I was just totally into into horror movies because of that, because of the artwork. And I distinctly remember picking up a final chapter, part four box cover, and seeing that the hockey mask with the knife through the eye and just being like, damn, this is badass. And I think that just really started it for me is just, just the artwork, the, the mysteriousness behind the mask and uh just the Friday the 13th films just have really everything that I wanted, you know, in a horror movie. And I think that's really what, what started it for me was, was that. Yeah. I think, I think that was pretty much the way we all got started. And I, I actually did the exact same thing with, uh, with Friday the 13th part four, the final chapter, the box. I, I your story is my story, sir. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. That's badass. Right on. Uh, where did the inspiration for mask making and prop making uh, come from? Uh, well, I started off as a collector. I think like most prop makers or mask makers, they probably start as collectors, and that's certainly how I did. Uh, you know, I started collecting uh, Myers masks, actually, is what I started with. Um, did that for, you know, a few years and um, eventually wanted to start adding more masks and uh, got a Jason mask. Uh, I went on eBay, found a cheap one. Really, I thought it looked awesome in the pictures, but I ended up getting it. It was, you know, not very great. Um, so I kind of chucked it in the garage, forgot about it for a few months. And uh, I don't know what came over me, but one day I wanted to, to uh, try to repaint it. I don't know where, where the inspiration came from. Um, I guess I just wanted to, to, to have something, you know, that was a little better than what it was before. So, you know, I brought the mask out, uh, went on YouTube, actually, and started searching uh, tutorials on painting. And there was... I think one or two on there that, that was um, pretty good and just kind of followed along on there and uh, ended up with something that was a little bit better than what I had before. Um, but I still wasn't too happy with it. So I, I ended up uh, putting it on eBay. My buddy of mine thought, he's like, damn, it's pretty good. I'm like, uh, you know, it's okay. He's like, no, you should try to sell that. And I was like, all right. So I uh, put it on eBay, um, you know, didn't think anything of it. And you know, that, that, $2 mask uh, ended up selling for 30 you know, it only took a couple hours for it to sell, and I was like, damn, you know, I wonder, I wonder if that was luck or if I have something here, so I, I got a couple more, uh, you know, cheap 
blanks and painted those up, put them on eBay. They sold pretty quick. So I'm like, you know, I might have something. So I did some more investigating work and, um, ended up finding fright stuff, which, you know, fright stuff is known for their, their higher quality blanks and started painting a few of those and eventually made it over to JDF studios blanks. And that's kind of how it started and never, never intended to, to be as big as it is now, but it just kind of snowballed after that. And it's a lot of fun, you know, I used to paint models as a kid, so it's just a it's a great a uh, great hobby and a lot of fun. Right on. And um, when did you start making the reboot prop? I actually ha- bought one of these from Ryan, and let me tell you, the quality and the screen accuracy is second to none. I mean, it's leather craftsmanship at at, at its finest. How did you even learn how to work with leather? Leather. It's a it's a difficult medium to work with. Yeah, definitely leather. I, it started with knife sheaths, actually. Uh, I started doing knife sheaths a couple years back and, um, you know, making small leather products like wallets and, uh, notebook covers, uh, small carrying cases, stuff like that. And, uh, so it was a natural transition. And a lot of the, uh, Jason hockey maps, they have leather straps. So, you know, I had some experience with that. And then, um, I wanted to start making, uh, you know, leather props. I noticed a lot of the, some of the, the sheaths uh, that Jason has in some of the movies are made from leather. So I uh, saw that the remake she- remake sheath, uh, you know, was made with leather straps and uh, kind of just went for it. Looked at some screenshots and, uh, you know, just, just went for it. And uh, I also started doing the uh, part six knife sheath. I actually did the, the knife sheath before I did the remake sheath. And Nathan has a lot to... I have to thank Nathan a lot for that one because he took some pictures for me and did some measurements, and that's kind of how, how it came about. But as far as when I started, you know, doing the leather stuff, it's probably within the last, you know, few months or so, semi-recent. Oh, right on. So you've only really been at this with Escape Theory for the last few months? Oh, well, well Escape Theory, uh, as far as the hockey mask, it's, it's been about almost a year. I think I started last uh, July, July of last year is when I started with the hockey mask. But as far as the leather uh, Jason props go, that's only been a few months probably that I started doing that. Uh, so in your time of doing masks and props, uh, what's the funniest or strangest thing that's happened as a result of your endeavor? <laughs> funniest or strangest thing? I, I don't know. I think just I think the funniest thing about it is just how much uh, you know how much interest I've got. Not 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 because because I don't think my work is, is great or anything, but just how much interest uh, people have in it, I think it's just amazing. I'm just totally flattered that people are willing, you know, to spend their money, especially when there's so much talent out there that are that's doing this. I'm just amazed that, you know, I'm still around and, you know, that I'm talking with you guys about it. I just think it's totally awesome. It just kind of goes to show, you know, how big the industry really is. Most people don't realize, you know, how many fans and collectors cosplayers you know the the whole big picture is a lot bigger than what most people probably realize absolutely yeah i had no idea you know when i started i had no idea who you know some of the bigger mask makers were i wasn't on facebook at the time uh, so i had no idea you know how big it was and it really wasn't until i i started with facebook and you know i made a facebook page and someone messaged me and they're like man you got to check out the uh, jason Liz facebook page you know and reluctantly you know a couple months went by and i finally you know, join that page. And then that's really when everything opened up, you know, 
that's when I realized, you know, there's so many great, you know, mask makers out there and prop makers and just such a huge community. And yeah, so I have a lot to, to owe to Facebook and definitely to, to social media for, uh, for getting that exposure. Yeah. It doesn't take long when you have a, a quality product or a product, you know, that might not be that readily available, just like, uh, you know, with, with your remake holster, you know, it's just, as you know, there's only a yourself and, and a couple other people that actually offer that product. And now with you having, uh, the skills to be able to replicate the part six knife sheath, I was, I was thrilled to hear that, you know, that you were going to do that. And I was, you know, glad to be able to work directly with you to, to help you accomplish that. And I think those are going to do really well once, once the majority of people know that, you know, that they're out there and available, there's a lot of, a lot of people that like part six. And, uh, you know, as of right now, you're the only one to my knowledge that offers a, a replica sheath, you know, without these people having to do the eBay searches and the Google searches to try to find a, a vintage Ram Explorer to knife sheath. I think you're pretty much it right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. I, I'm probably the only one crazy enough to try to make that sheath. I mean, the amount of time that goes into that, you know, it seems pretty simple, you know, it's just piece, piece of leather, but you know, it, it takes hours, you know, up to eight hours just to do that one, that one sheath. Um, but yeah, it's, and I, like I said, I owe a lot to you for, for taking those pictures and measurements and being so helpful and putting that together. So I appreciate that. Well, I was definitely glad to help. Like I said, there had always been, there's always an occasional buzz, you know, of people looking for something. And like I said, the, the limited availability with the, the vintage stuff, uh, I was, I was glad to help. Uh, like I said, I, I think you're going to do well with those. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Um, well, you can only watch one chapter in the series from now until the end of time. Which one would you choose and why? There's so many great things about all of them. You know, I like, you know, especially being a ma- uh, hockey mask painter, you know, I love every single mask in the series. Um, but for me, you know, I got to go with part three just because that's what started it, you know. Even though, you know, the final chapter box cover is what really got me into it. But as far as the film goes, seeing that hockey mask for the first time in part three um, just does it for me, you know. it's it, it, That film for me has everything in it. Um, you know, it's got the, the good kills and, um, I don't know, Just it's just it just solidifies it for me, part three. Would, oh, absolutely. Would you say that the part three mask is one of your favorites to to replicate then? Yeah. Yeah. Again, I got to go with part three. I know when I started painting masks, I told myself, you know, I'm only going to do part three and four. I, I really, I like the other ones a lot, but you know, I'm just going to just do part three and part four. Um, just cause those were kind of my, my bread and butter and you know, what I really liked painting. But as, as time went on, you know, I started painting the other ones and I fell in love with, you know, after doing a part six for the first time, fell in love with that and did a part eight and fell in love with that. And yeah, I got to say part three for me is, is probably my favorite. Um, I also really like the remake mask. Um, you know, it's a pain in the ass to paint, but it's, uh, it's another, another favorite. So I'd probably say those two part three and remake are probably my favorite ones to, to paint right now, but that's always changing. You know, I'll do another mask, you know, maybe a part seven and then that'll be my favorite for a while. But right now I got to go with part three and remake. Well, you definitely do a, a great job on on all of them, really. But I can I can understand the part three being the favorite since it is the classic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. So, which character from any of the films has left the biggest impression on you? Which one's your favorite? Characters, as far as uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably uh, you know Pamela, um, you know, Jason's mom, and then of course Jason. Those are just just the ones for me that that do it easy answer i guess i don't you know 
Yeah. I mean, he 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 definitely does uh, monopolize the series quite a bit. Yeah, as far as as far as like characters, I don't get too too far attached to him because you know they're gonna die anyway. So, <laughs> you know, you're rooting for the you're rooting for Jason. Oh, absolutely. Um, have you thought about getting into different mediums like such as silicone molds and such? Yeah, you know, that's something I, I was considering doing. You know, I was working on a part six. Uh, uh, blade, you know, I did some some molding on that. I ended up screwing up the silicone, so I'll have to do it again because I have a part six knife. I know Mason was thinking about doing the same thing, um, but I just right now, you know, I have so much. Uh, you know, the free time I do have is kind of just devoted to, to fulfilling orders for hockey masks and doing doing some of those leather props and stuff. And I also, you know, sell leather goods as well on you know a different uh, different avenue on Etsy. I sell leather products, so. I'm really busy with, with doing the leather stuff um, that I don't have too much free time to do other stuff. But down the line, you know, it'd be cool. I like to work on my own mold eventually, you know, just for creative purposes. You know, working with JDF Studios, their blanks are just so affordable right now that it's almost, you know, the headache of doing doing the mold and all that. Um, just right now it isn't very uh, practical for me. But I think down the line, I think that's somewhere, you know, most, ma- most uh, mask makers end up doing, you know, doing their own molds and, that's something I'd like to explore down the road. Um, but yeah, for me right now, I'm just kind of just doing the mask thing and the leather thing. Right on. So how can our listeners get a hold of you if they want to purchase one of your products? Yeah, you can just hit me up on Facebook on uh, Escape Theory Studios. And also on, uh, I have a big cartel website. Um, you can just do an easy Google search, Escape Theory Studios. Um, you know, willing to answer any questions, help you guys out, make your purchase. We've got a pretty quick turnaround time. I you know, I don't like to have people wait in, you know, three, four months or, you know, three to four weeks even. And I try to get them out as quickly as I can um, with as much accuracy and, and detail as I can. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much how you can get a hold of me. I can also get a hold of me on my Facebook, my personal Facebook page, Ryan Matthew. Just send me a private message. With all that and, and just something that I was curious about, I noticed that you had done uh, you had done the, the MK, uh, I guess, custom, if you want to call it that. Uh, do you take custom orders, you know, beyond that, if somebody had their own, you know, concept mask, is that something that you do also? Oh yeah, definitely. And I've done a few of them, you know, someone will message me and, uh, say, you know, they want, you know, the part three chevrons with, you know, part seven side damage. And yeah, that's how that MKX custom, that, that was done, I think back in October, someone uh, messaged me about doing something like that. And this was before, you know, I could get a hold of a, of a proper Mortal Kombat, uh, blank. So that's kind of how that came about. And someone just wanted specific details from the Mortal Kombat mask and the remake mask and some of the part three elements. And yeah, I've done some of those. I've done, you know, willing to help out if anyone's got any uh, customization they want done. Yeah, it seems to be there's a lot more custom versions of Jason out there. I know Eric's working on one. Uh, you know, people change their mind and, you know, want to alter things up here and there. So it's always good to know, you know, who the guys are that are willing to take custom orders out there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Those are a lot of fun to do, fun projects. All right, Ryan. Well, it was great talking to you. Yeah, you too, man. Thank you, and uh, thank you for being on the show, and uh, I hope to hear from you soon, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me. Nice talking with you, Nathan. Yeah, absolutely, Ryan. I appreciate your time, and uh, we definitely we're, we're glad that you could join us today. All right, man. I'll see you guys on Facebook or talk to you later. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever the fuck you listen to the show. If you want to support the show financially, head on over to campbloodpodcast.com slash donate. 
If you think you or someone you know should be featured on the show, you can hit us up at campbloodpodcast.com slash feedback or comment on the show notes at campbloodpodcast.com slash 55. A special thanks goes out to the Downriver Rat for our intro and outro music. You can check his music out at thedownriverrat.com. Until next time. Thank you.